It is a bit of a victory that I'm currently walking outside. The reason is that it is actually only 5.54 p.m. Which means that I'm actually wrapping up the day before dinner. Which, if I'm totally honest, is extremely rare. In fact, uh, for the past two weeks, I don't think there's been a single day that I haven't been working in the evening. And that is exactly what I would like to talk about today. The importance of rest and the benefits of really, really taking the time to do something else than work. Uh, and the, the reason that, that I want to share with, uh, with this with you is that I'm probably not the only one who has trouble uh, really taking time off. And when I say time off, it's like completely off. But let me first recap a little bit why I have been working um, so much in the evenings uh, in the past few weeks and also the negative effects of that on my overall well-being and even on my creative output. By the way, I'm, I'm walking on a, um, a street here behind the church uh, and it is completely um, been remade. This is going to be, this used to be um, a, a road for cars um, and it is transformed right now in a bike lane where cars are only welcome as guests. I love this. From the, the Netherlands, of course, is extremely good with bikes. Um, and we have changed uh, our infrastructure almost everywhere in the country uh, substantially compared to the, let's say, the 50s and the 60s. And gradually have been welcoming bikes more and more, which, of course, has a kind of a, um, an, a reinforcing effect. Uh, the more you make it easy for people to safely ride a bike, the more people will actually do that and the less need you have for these roads and uh, hopefully in the future it will also decrease the amount of cars that we, that we use. But right now they are, they've completely removed um, the, the top layer of the road and they're now installing new sides here and, uh, and then it's going to have like a red surface instead of a black one. And red in the Netherlands is uh, the color for, uh, for biking lanes. So I can't wait to, uh, to see this road once it's finished. And, and for me, it's also really advantageous because it means less traffic next door. And that will also create more kind of a calm atmosphere in the house. I, I really don't like the sound of, uh, of traffic. Uh, all day long so um, the more bikes the merrier the better it is for me and uh, you know I really need that calm atmosphere I'm not always because I can wear uh, headphones of course or listen to music and then that can help kind of mitigate the effect of uh, of traffic noise outside but especially um, before I go to bed and in the morning when I wake up I'm extra sensitive to uh, certain sounds, like uh, you could say unnatural sounds. I love the sound of birds and 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 the wind and uh, you know everything you would hear in the woods, um, but uh, but traffic is always a bit disturbing and 
especially when you have these loud motorbikes or these very heavy um, trucks that are sometimes uh, passing by. Um, it's not only you, do you hear the sound, but you even feel it because the, the whole house trembles. Um, so uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been um, working late instead of relaxing because I couldn't get started in the morning. Uh, I, I have had some very intense dreams and if I look at uh, the overall let me get off the, the road here and onto the regular what is it part of the, the side of the road the sidewalk um, the uh, uh, last couple of, of weeks I've, I think my when I look at the the, the the sleeping stages on the schedule that my my, my um, Apple Watch produces every day, um, I can see that there are lots of interruptions, um, and exceptionally uh, many dream phases or REM phases, and I, I often wake up after a dream like that because they're so intense, and um, a lot of these dreams recently have had the same theme they're not always in the same location but they always have that same a sense of urgency um, like the other night i had a dream where i had to uh, find a hotel or something like that and then to find my room in that hotel but i couldn't because the elevator was broken so for the entire dream i was desperately trying to get to my hotel room for some reason and there were probably consequences if i didn't so you have that you wake up and you're so like oh my gosh where's my room and oh it was just a dream and i have variants of that dream where i have to catch a flight and then i can't find the gate at the airport that's a classic one or train station same thing i need to be uh on a certain uh, uh how do you call that um, a certain platform but then there are lots of obstacles in my way and i can't get there and i'm afraid that i, I will miss the train um and i've been thinking of course where does this come from and uh, because it's always a sense of like urgency and a, a pressure and I'm always in a process of trying to make it, trying to get there, trying to find my hotel room, catch a train, catch my plane. And I think it's a, it's a translation of maybe my inner state where, um, and this is not new, I've shared this with you in the past, I sometimes fall into the old trap of thinking that I have to um, reach my goals. I have to uh, get back to whatever I used to do. And if I don't, I'm going to be in trouble. And so I put in a lot of effort to, to be productive, to have regular output, to reach my goals and to share them with the world. And the, the thing is, I, that is actually what I have been doing over the past few weeks. Um, I've been uh, particularly impacted by the changes that I made after my vacation in France. Um, and if you are a regular listener to my uh, other podcast, you will have noticed some of those changes. 
but you may also have noticed that it wasn't as smooth as I originally promised it would be. In fact, uh, the whole the whole new setup of the show where I would just tell a story and that would be about 25 minutes to 30 30 minutes and then uh, the rest of the regular uh, podcast that people were used to would be for patrons it just didn't work and the reason was because I, I set myself this goal of telling a story um, was a much bigger uh, let's say it had a much steeper learning curve than I anticipated it is very difficult to come up with a story that is captivating for 25 to 30 minutes when I'm on a walk I've got plenty of stuff to talk about every week because this is about my personal my inner life and usually when I did my regular podcast I talk about everything that I like to do when I'm taking a break whether it's watching TV or reading a book or meddling with technology or cooking but to come up with a story a personal story that is interesting um, and that also has a certain purpose and it's not just like well I have to talk for 25 minutes turned out to be very hard and I think that people noticed that I was struggling with it and I've received incredibly valuable feedback from my patrons who shared with me that they appreciated the effort and also saw the necessity to make some changes, but it didn't work for them. And they were longing back for the old relaxed Father Roderick. And you know what? That's exactly how I felt as well. I felt stressed. I felt there were weeks where um, I couldn't record a single thing because I was, every day I was asking myself, what is the story? What is the story? I need to come up with a story. And so I put so much pressure on myself to come up with a story and then I it, it blocked me creatively I lost my cool and so nothing came out and 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 then the only way I thought I could um, I could handle that situation was by working even more and by uh, trying to create so I took plenty and plenty of notes in the evening and I, I, I wrote like sample stories in, in my OneNote, my Microsoft OneNote um, uh, database. And every time at the end, when, when I was done writing down the outline of the story, I, I threw it away. I was like, no, it doesn't work. It's not a good story. And so in, <laughs> it took me four weeks, I think, to realize that this didn't work out the way I hoped it would be. And at the same time, I think that the the reasons behind the changes were valid and still are valid in the sense that I wanted to provide my my patrons with what they like to listen to and it's a kind of a very personal relationship that I have with many of my patrons because they've been following me for so long and so they like it when I just share random stuff and uh, you know the, the plans that I have for the future and, and this is why uh, at the end of the walk, I always tell the the general audience, like, hey, that's that's a wrap. And I hope that every episode of the walk feels like you're you're getting a good um, thematic episode. But for my patrons, I will just continue to walk for a few extra miles. 
because, you know, I've got some random stuff that I want to share with you or I have a certain idea that I want to pitch to to my patrons because they are investing in my mission and so I think it is very um, beneficial for me and for them to involve them in the process of, of, of uh, the creation of what I do. And so, but for, for uh, the other podcast, I was trying to to combine two or three goals actually into one show and the, the the original intent was to make the public show more focused and to make everything more efficient for myself but the opposite happened i was every day struggling with trying to do too much and uh having to focus on so many things put so much pressure on realizing the podcast on on actually recording it that I ended up procrastinating it caused too much friction and so that I think is where these dreams came from like oh I want to reach a goal but I for some reason I don't know how to get there and that translated into all these metaphors of trying to reach the gate or uh, the the platform or, or my hotel room uh, the downside of you know having these very intense evenings where I keep working and then having a bad night with lots of dreams and I'm waking up multiple times, it makes the morning much harder because I still try to uh, sleep eight hours, and so I force myself to stay in bed even though even though I, I've not even slept sometimes like six hours. When, when normal people wake up, like 8 o'clock or something like that, I've, I force myself to stay in bed two hours, two more hours. So then it's 10 o'clock when I wake up. And then I'm still broken. I still feel miserable. And I try to get up with some coffee, drink some coffee, maybe go out for a walk. Uh, I try to do everything well, but I've, I end up starting work after lunch. And then... It's usually that's where I start to lose my energy, and um, and 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 so then I have dinner or have dinner very late because I I feel like I haven't done my job yet, and then so I eat late. Then I realize, well, wait a minute, I still haven't done anything today, and I also need to still go out for a walk because I haven't closed my rings on the on the Apple Watch. And so I end up in this cycle where I keep pushing myself, pushing myself, which then leads to more procrastination and more fatigue in the morning. So a couple of days ago, I decided to do a heart reset. This is not working. And um, one of the main elements that was missing from the equation was proper relaxation. Uh, This this friction caused by the desire to come up with a good story. And in fact, it's not the only story that I need to come up with. I have this in the weekends as well, where I, I, I'm thinking all the time about the homily and about how do I make that a good story. And I also wanted to bring back the gospel for geeks. So I... That became like almost a second homily to prepare for a totally different audience compared to my parishioners. 
it was way too much. And, and so I made the decision, I communicated this with my, uh, with my listeners and with my patrons. Let, hey, I am going to break things up. I'm going to uh, create um, the break as it, as it was for my patrons. That's just going to be the patron show. And I know that if I just do this in the way I've been doing it for years, that doesn't cost me much effort because it's just me and my hobbies. Um, so no pressure there. And the, the fact that I'm only making that for my patrons is, um, is also reassuring. They know me. I know them. I don't have to uh, show up with, uh, you know, like the perfect podcast. Um, they like kind of the, the fuzzy nature of the whole thing. Just as much as with the walk, I don't feel like I have to um, give you like a, a, a fantastically prepared course and lots of insights. No, I, I hope that the uh, what makes this this particular podcast interesting is that it is uh, kind of like a free flow of my of my thoughts that I share with you. Plus, I'm walking around. Uh, I, I I just entered the woods. And you have the sounds of nature, and you can visualize a little bit that I'm walking around here um, in the woods. Speaking of which, actually, this is I, this whole thought process. I did this while I was on a mushroom hunt a few days ago. If you see me, if you follow me on Instagram or on Facebook, you may have seen the photos. Uh, I'm still in the process of discovering the the capabilities of my new iPhone, and uh, with photos, it's, it's usually a really great way to push the camera to its limits. And so in the woods right now, um, you, you st- start to see the first, um, the first mushrooms. It's not really fall yet. It's still actually quite warm. Um, but nevertheless, um, there are some of the smaller mushrooms are starting to grow and to pop up everywhere. Um, so I was, I was just... I felt I needed I need to go out for a walk and without a microphone. I, I first need to sort things out by myself. So I went for a for a like a two hour walk here in the woods. And in order to keep myself busy, I was um trying to find all these tiny little mushrooms and, and take nice nice pictures of them. And I realized that even though my original intent was I'm going to walk in the woods so I can think the fact that I was distracted by these mushrooms and I was constantly looking around like, oh, that's a nice little mushroom, but it's not, it's, you know, the angle is not good. How can I make a nice picture in this situation? The fact that I wasn't focusing on the problem that I wanted to solve actually gave me uh, the, the rest that I needed to in fact find that solution so while i was taking these photos of the mushrooms uh i think my brain finally got some time to do some processing and uh, it was towards the end of that walk that's the the pieces of the puzzle came together and that's when i decided i'm going to make a separation between what i record for my patrons that's going to be the old show and the show that i 
have been doing for years for the general public, that is going to be um, just, will just have the focus of the movies and TV episodes. Um, but I'm going to, if, if I want to do a good job with that, I need to, to see that as a separate effort. And <clears throat> that will free me from all the other concerns that I have if I try to cram everything together into one show. Uh, now I can just record it whenever. And another thing that was in, on my mind was I, I made the commitment to my patrons that there would be a weekly show every week, unless I'm on vacation, obviously. But if I'm, if I'm not sick and I'm not on vacation, there will be weekly shows. And they invest in that commitment. For, the, for my general show, there is not that pressure of creating weekly content. In fact, one of the things that annoyed me was since I had that weekly rhythm, I wouldn't be able to jump on the news if there was something... Like, for instance, last week, we had the finale of two great television series. One is Star Wars Ahsoka, and the other one is Wheel of Time. And if I had continued the way I did, I would only get to the Wheel of Time this week or well in fact i was already behind because ahsoka i wanted to record that for last week's episode and then i had anyway uh, and and then we have the start of loki which is a, a marvel show and i wanted to do some commentary on on those episodes as well but if i'm stuck with this weekly rhythm uh i can't <laughs> because I, then i i, I would have uh, an episode about Loki only two weeks from now, when it's already a little bit more, you know, there, there's less uh, interest because the show is running. Uh, it's always at the start of a, a new show that people are looking for content. And so anyway, the the whole idea of separating these two shows, and thereby actually, in, instead of it costing me more effort, it would alleviate the tension and it would make it more, much more easy... That was, the, that was the insight that I needed. And so I, I communicated that to my, uh, to, my, to my listeners, to my patrons. Um, and, and then I let go of the whole idea like, oh, I have to get that episode out. And I made the commitment to myself that now that I, I feel okay with this solution and this feels right. And I, I actually checked with, uh, with the patrons and they said, yes, this is what we want. This, this sounds like the old Father Roderick. And it felt like the, the old Father Roderick. I, I told myself, okay, so now I'm no longer going to work beyond office hours. So if at the end of the day I haven't recorded anything or I haven't finished something, I will just let it go and I'll pick it up the next day. And I'm going to focus on getting true rest. And this is something I... It's an, another insight that I got uh, thanks, to, thanks to TikTok, which is uh, often for me uh, an incredible source of inspiration. <clears throat> and so I, I've found um, a video on my For You uh, feed of someone who is um, a coach for people that are overworked. Now, I was interested in that because way back when I just started as a priest, I have had um, 
a, a year where I was overworked and I had to um, stop working for um, about half a year. I had a complete burnout. And that was a, that was a terrible time in my life. Um, and uh, I've always vowed that I would never, ever let that happen to me again. Uh, but she was explaining that there are phases, there are stages in um, dealing with burnout. First, the first one, of course, is you have to realize that you are burning the candle on both ends. Uh, and, and maybe you're past the point that you can rebalance that. And so oftentimes when someone is struggling with a burnout, the first stage is stop working. Uh, take rest. And that can just be sleep. It can just be just whatever. If you spend the entire day sleeping on the couch or taking naps and you don't do anything, that's okay. In fact, that is the right thing to do. Uh, there is no way that you can recover from a burnout if you keep working, even if it's at a lower pace. So complete rest. And then she, she said, after a while, you know, this can be four, six weeks, um, when you really listen to your body and you give it the rest it requires, you will then start to have a little bit more energy to do some things. And this is still not the, this is still not work related, but you might be, uh, you might have enough energy to go for a walk or to play a video game or read a book. This can already be a huge effort. I know this from personal experience, when I got COVID and I had these long COVID symptoms afterwards, there would be days that I could do nothing but sleep. And even the idea of playing a video game was completely unthinkable. I could not muster the energy to sit down and play, play a video game. Uh, reading a book, impossible to focus, impossible to concentrate, let alone work. But that is very congruent with the symptoms of someone who is working his or her way out of a burnout. Second phase is when you do activities, make sure that these are not productive. She gave some examples uh, like uh, playing a video game. Just play the video game because that's an activity that doesn't serve anything. And so it doesn't activate this urgency in your brain that, oh, I need to accomplish something by this. This has to be useful. Because that is exactly the kind of thinking that led to the burnout. Or she says, if you read a book, don't read uh, study books. Read fiction. Because reading a novel is pointless. And I, I laughed at that because actually I value that a lot. I, I read a lot. But it's true. When I read, uh, for instance, um, a history book, I always do this with the intent that, oh, I can then maybe integrate that in a documentary. Or when I read a management book or a book about coaching, I'm constantly triggered by the book to find ways to apply that in my day-to-day -day work. But when I'm reading a novel, even if it's a bad one, <laughs> and I don't actually really enjoy the process, I still read it because I just want to read a novel. I want to be in a different world, and there's, there's no, nobody 
is asking, well, but did you read enough, pa enough pages or uh, are you going to do a review of this? No, I'm just reading the 600-page Brandon Sanderson fantasy novel. And I loved the first book and I liked the second book and I really disliked the third book, but I wanted to finish it anyway. Why? Because I felt I needed it. I needed to grant myself permission to just read this book, even if... You know, there was really no point to it. Now, of course, ideally, I'm only reading novels that are enjoyable. And so I am a little bit more careful um, with uh, the, the books I, I put on my uh, to-do list from now on. But it, 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 it really um, spoke to me, that video, where I thought oftentimes, even if I, I thought I was relaxing... I was still in that work mode. It has to be useful. I have to share this with, with my community. Lego is a very good example. Why do I have so much trouble finding time to, to play with Lego, to build these Lego sets? Why do they keep piling up in my cupboards? And the only Lego-related activity that I seem to be able to manage is to buy new sets, but I don't actually build them. Why? It's because, in my mind building this these lego sets is a waste of time and so at the the, la, the minimal thing that i should do when i'm working with uh, when i'm building lego is to stream it that that's a that's it's a low bar but i have to stream it so i can tell myself well it's useful it's a it's a social activity it helps the community but then it's work then it's no longer uh, gratuitous prayer prayer is another thing that often suffers when you are in this ongoing state of um, uh, overworking yourself prayer is so useless and I say this from experience you may think well Father Roderick why do you say that prayer is useless shouldn't you encourage us to pray I think that oftentimes in our in our mindset we want prayer to be useful. This is why a lot of our prayers are, are requests. It's like, please, God, help me with this or give me insight into this. And we make it about us. But the, the, the truth about prayer is that the best form of prayer is not about us, but it's about being with God. It's about Him. He needs to be glorified. And in fact, there is a benefit for us. If we step away from our own needs and if we let go of this idea, I'm walking on the biking lane, so the bikes are the bikers are warning me. Um, if I, I can let go of this idea that prayer has to be useful, um, that is when I find true rest. This is why there is such a great tradition in Catholic spirituality of meditation and even adoration when we are sitting in church and uh, the host is exposed so the consecrated bread uh, and Catholics believe that there is a the, Jesus is really present in that consecrated bread it's all it's you don't you well, of course you you start by formulating prayers maybe or requests but after a while you know you're out of words and you just sit there and it's very difficult to focus 
on on the prayer and on just being there because very often our minds that's when our brain starts to go into red alert like why aren't you doing things why is this the way to serve god by sitting here in church this is not useful just go do something the whole goal of that type of prayer is to not be useful and to lose to waste your time with god knowing that whatever you do in life it's ultimately so small and so non-important even in your mind it's it just you it keeps you up at night but you know a hundred years from now all of us will be dead that's a hard truth but it's also good to sometimes think about that and then a hundred years from now that means that there's already a, a lapse of two generations now think of your your not your grandparents, but your grand-grandparents. So the parents of your grandparents. How much do you know about them? How much do you know about their worries about, I don't know, finances or uh, the, 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 the things that may, might have been huge sources of concern for, for, for them? How much do you think that matters now, like 100 years later? you probably don't know anything about what kept them up <laughs> at night and prevented them from from sleeping. So, all in all, what we do together on this planet, it does matter and is important. But ultimately, in the long run, all these little individual things don't matter. What, 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 what is most important is to open yourself to God's plan that is able to transcend time. And it's uh, uh, the point that I'm trying to make is it is good to realize that not much of what we worry about and what we work for will matter a hundred years from now. So dare to let that go from time to time. Dare to step, step back and, and uh, rebalance your life by letting go of all those, you know, these, these races against time and deadlines and whatnot. Ultimately, none of that is truly important. The only one who is important is God. Um, so that's what I wanted to share with you. And I have to say, letting go of this and daring to stop working before dinner is already having an effect i've started to record um, some new short videos and in a minute um, i'll i'll share with my patrons uh, about that process because it's it feels like i'm back after two years of being unable to to be creative um, on tiktok and on youtube i'm i feel like i'm back and it is because i let go of this idea that I have to do all these things. No, I'm, I'm doing this because I, I like doing it. And it doesn't have to be perfect uh, because it, that's, what, that's not what it's about. It's about just sharing what I love with people that I care for. So thank you so much for um, the privilege of your time for joining me on this walk. If you want to join the Patreon community and listen to the full walk, including the extra miles, um, take a look at the 
different tiers. The $5 or more tier will give you access to the weekly premium episode of The Walk. And all that can be found patreon.com slash fatherrodrick. And I think the army is now going to pick me up <laughs> with this huge helicopter that is flying over my head here. No, I don't think they're coming for me. Well, that's a good thing. Get to the chopper! All right. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll talk next week. God bless.